and their families, their colleagues, sponsors, other guests today to the annual Business in Vancouver Awards Ceremonies this year jointly honoring the CEO and CFOs of the year. I'm Kirk Lapointe. I'm the publisher and editor-in-chief of BIV. I'm going to be your MC for today's proceedings. We, we will find that they will go, I think, fairly swiftly. So that's good. Uh, we have 10 awards to, uh, to present. Um, I want to start by acknowledging that we're presenting our event on the traditional unceded uh, territory of the Coast Salish people, the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh First Nations. We honor their stewardship of lands and waters, and we're grateful today to be their guests. Our program today is going to feature five CFOs and five CEOs selected for their leadership excellence in what we all know are extraordinary times of challenge, unprecedented in our lifetimes. While our proceedings are also available online later in the week at BIV.com, it's wonderful, wonderful to be able to gather in person again this year to hear about them and from them today. So um, it's great to have you all here in three dimensions uh, without a bookshelf in the background as we see you on Zoom. Um, our, uh, our sponsors today are the Faskin Law Firm for the CEO of the year and uh, the Chartered Professional Accountants of British Columbia and PricewaterhouseCoopers for the CFO of the year. Uh, we're grateful for their stalwart support of our publication and this event in their own challenging and extraordinary times. We're going to present these awards toggling back and forth. So we're not doing like CEOs at once, CFOs later, CFOs first, CEOs later. We're going to go back and forth. And uh, let's get underway. Our first awards are going to be presented by the managing partner for the BC region of Faskin, our province's largest law firm. Founded in Canada in 1863, Faskin's more than 800 lawyers across 130 practices and specialties includes 10 offices in this country and the United Kingdom, South Africa, and China. Please welcome to the podium to present our first two awards, a very familiar face to us at our award ceremonies, Will Westering of Faskin. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Kirk, and good afternoon, everyone. I want to echo the comments Kirk made. It is so nice to be seeing people in person after at least 18 months. Uh, and I'm hopeful, as I'm sure we all are, that we're finally starting to come out of this uh, despite the uh, rather unsettling news we've all heard in the last day or two about the Omicron uh, variant of COVID-19, uh, may it go away sooner rather than later. Um, we are a proud sponsor at Faskin of the B, uh, BIV BC CEO Awards, and we're pleased to congratulate all of our winners today. <clears throat> it's my privilege to now present the first award of the evening, which is for the not-for-profit CEO category, to Dick Follett of St. Paul's Hospital Foundation. For more than a decade, Dick's sustained tenacious focus to engage and inspire donors to partner with St. Paul's Foundation is creating in our presence today a world-class medical center in Vancouver. During fiscal 2020-2021, Dick led the foundation to a record-setting $55 million raised, oversaw the disbursement of $26 million for patient care, for life-changing research, for innovative teaching initiatives, and he did all of this while keeping operating costs to less than 20% of revenue during a pandemic. His leadership will help change the profile of our local and regional healthcare system. Please join me in inviting Dick Follett to the podium to congratulate him on winning his award. Dick. Thanks very much. 
picture first or? Picture first, Kirk, or is he going to do his presentation? Yeah. The benefits of being yeah, first. There you go. Isn't this great? That has to be some advantage. Yeah, yeah. You got to hold this. It's yours after awesome. all. Thank you very much. Oops, uh, The benefits of being first. There you go. Uh, first, I'd just like to congratulate all the fellow recipients for CFO and CEO of the year. Uh, I am humbled to be in such a lead company, so thank you for nominating me and thank you for acknowledging me in this, uh, in this award. Um, I do want to say, though, uh, I want to accept this award on behalf of my entire team at St. Paul's Foundation. Uh, the intro was very kind, but uh, as we all know, there's a huge team behind me that makes all this happen. And, uh, and it has been an incredible journey, no question about it. We've achieved some major milestones over the last 10 years as a team. And uh, one of them is, as you heard in the intro, the $55 million. But prior to that, we're all wearing these nice pins, which was $100 million in activity the year we signed Jim Pattison. And the year we got Treasury Board approval on a project that lingered for over 10 years. And Ryan Beattie and I were just talking about how these projects in healthcare take forever. But when they get started, they can change the landscape of the city, they change the landscape of healthcare. Um, leading through COVID, I will not, you know, I'm not going to tell you anything you don't already know. It was probably the most difficult two years of my career, um, but I can say that we had an incredible team. Some of them here, Cecilia's here, Tracy's here, um, you know, to stand beside us to make sure we made the right decisions. We kept the entire team engaged, employed, which was, in my mind, the most important thing. We laid zero off, and everyone still stays gainfully employed, which was really important to me. They didn't need to worry about paying rent or buying groceries. They needed to worry about how to keep their families safe. Um, we did accomplish one of the biggest goals, I think, over the last four years. We raised $290 million for the new St. Paul's Hospital over the last four years, which is huge. Um, and so that's a big thank you to the donors of this city, this province, this country, who really stood behind what St. Paul's is going to be. Uh, it's going to be a over a million square feet of acute care. It's going to be another 800,000 square feet of a research uh, ecosystem. And it's going to be something that I think every British Columbian could be proud of as they walk by it, go to it, visit it, uh, and have their elders, your, your, your friends and family cared for in it, and also us. I'm building this for me and for my kids and my grandkids. So I also want to thank, uh, very quickly, I want to thank the board of directors at St. Paul's Foundation, our board chair, John Montabano. He's been instrumental in making sure we have world-class governance. Uh, he supports us. He gives us free reign to do what we need to do to make sure we can do the work we do. Uh, and he trusts us more than anything. I was talking to a donor not too long ago, and he said, you, you must have like one of the best jobs in the city. And I go, yeah, I do. I do. I get to work with incredible people on my team. I get to work with world leading healthcare providers. I get to talk to city builders, some of the wealthiest people in Vancouver and British Columbia every day. Uh, and I get to do something that I think is going to make a real difference for not only Vancouver, for, for, but for BC. So uh, I'd like to thank the Business in Vancouver group and the uh, panel of people that selected me for this gracious award. Uh, and I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Uh, 
our next award, our next award uh, goes to the CEO of a small but mighty new company, Brad Liskey of the True Earth Environmental. True Earth started with two $15 packages in April of 2019 to rocket to a forecasted $64 million in revenue this past year. It has generated a movement of more than 600,000 people who want to contribute to the saving of the planet with environmentally conscious detergent sheets in packaging that mitigates the toll of plastic containers in our landfills and oceans. True Earth stole the show earlier this month at BIV's BC Export Awards by winning not only the Emerging Exporter title, but also the overall Exporter of the Year. Please join me in welcoming you to the podium to accept the Small Company CEO of the Year Award, Brad Liskey. Brad? So now we know, photo first. <laughs> photo first. See you. That's yours. Wonderful. Thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that uh, a lot. So also a big thank you to all the members of Business in Vancouver. Your tireless work and, and dedication is making BC a, a thriving and exciting place to do business. And thank you for your bravery for giving CEOs five minutes at a microphone. It's an honor for me to be here today um, to accept not only this incredible award, but also to truly understand that this is certainly not something that which I would ever lay claim to on my own. So a little, little history, if you will. I owned my first business when I was 18 years old, and it was only three years after my father passed away. So when I remember, he, he, was, a, he was a carpenter, and he owned a small construction company, and he taught me three important lessons in the very short period of time we had together. And one is be kind, be humble, and get the work done. Over the next 34 years, so you can do the math, uh, I tried hard to live up to those values. Fast forward to today, several companies along the way, wins and loss columns filled up and overflowing, good successes and some deep failures all of which are, are lessons that got us here to what this is, this rocket ship as it's claimed to be, that is called True Earth. So I'm proud to accept this award on behalf of True Earth. So not only is it one of the most forward-thinking, talented teams you'll find in the country, but also 600,000 customers across 67 countries in a matter of two and a half years. They are the true change makers in this whole thing. They are the ones that are out there saving the planet. Together, we're working to eradicate plastic from oceans and landfills. Since our launch in April of 2019, we've already eliminated over 6 million jugs from those landfills and oceans, and we've only just begun. At the Export Awards, Kirk made a, a comment that resonated with me. Someone mentioned or described the, the floods, the mudslides, as a once-in-a-hundred-year event. And then Kirk made a profound statement. He said, well, we've had three once-in-a-hundred-year events, and I'm not, I think you said, 350 years old. I think this rings really, really loud 
that we must move faster to help save the planet. So it's not only our mission to eradicate the plastic from the laundry room, the kitchen, and the bathroom, but we deeply care about the people that inhabit this planet with us. The pandemic has meant that people who are already living on the margins have been pushed to that break point. Food banks and social services, the visits are on the rise, and the health of our communities is suffering like never before. The forest fires and the mudslides this year have meant total devastation for many of our neighbors here in BC. So we're doing our part as an organization to make a difference by donating our eco-friendly laundry strips to those in need. So we're proud to state that we've donated 12 million loads already to people who need it the most, with half a million of those going to British Columbia food banks, shelters, and of course, to the healthcare workers. We hope this means that families will not only have clean clothes, but we'll also have a little bit more money left at the end of the month to pay rent and pay for food. True Earth is a living example that environmentalism, social responsibility, and capitalism can exist in one company. Be, being kind, being humble, and getting the work done. I'm very grateful for this honor and use it to continue to drive forward the help that we are to save the planet. I'm proud to accept this award on behalf of the entire True Earth family around the world. Thank you very much. Well, that was, those were two great speeches to start off. So, you know, I think they've thrown down the gauntlet and the other eight of you have speeches to make all of a sudden. That's great. So thank you, Will. Congratulations, of course, to Dick and to Brad on your CEO awards. We're grateful, of course, to have as a sponsor for our CFO awards, the Chartered Professional Accountants of British Columbia, the CPABC, which is the training, governing, and regulatory body for over 38,000 CPA members and 6,000 CPA candidates, one on the way, um, <laughs> to protect the public by enforcing the highest professional and ethical standards and contributing to the advancement of public policy. I want to welcome to the podium, again, a very familiar face to our awards ceremonies. Um, she's going to later on award one of it, but I want to get her up here for some her own comments at the beginning. The CEO and the president of the CPABC, Lori Matheson. Lori? Thanks very much, Kirk. And to echo the words of both Kirk and Will, it's really great to see everyone again. So CPABC is very pleased to be a co-presenting sponsor of today's Business in Vancouver CFO Awards, where we've proudly sponsored the CFO Awards since they were launched to recognize the outstanding financial leaders we have in the BC business community. Today's honorees continue our profession's legacy of leadership and sound financial stewardship. For over 100 years, the accounting profession in BC has provided effective self-regulation of its members and considers protecting the public its core mandate. Our profession has always understood the importance of education and training. The CPA program educates our future financial and business leaders in accounting, tax, 
finance, and just as importantly, leadership, change management, and strategy, equipping CPAs to meet the needs of businesses today and in the future. So a hearty congratulations to all of today's honorees, both the CEO and the CFO awardees, and I look forward to hearing your thoughts on leadership. I'd also like to sincerely thank the nominators, judges, and other business leaders involved in today's event. Now I'm going to turn to presenting the first CFO award. The first category is large public company, and we have two recipients of this award. The first is Raman Randawa, the CFO of Capstone Mining Corporation. Capstone produces and explores for base metals in the United States, Mexico, and Chile with a focus on copper. Raman has been key in transforming the company from a low point of about 150 million in market cap early in 2020 at the onset of the pandemic to more than 2 billion in market capitalization currently. He has led the turnaround of the balance sheet from net debt of 163 million last year to current positive cash of 208 million with zero long-term debt, quite impressive. Capstone has emerged as a major player in the mining sector, which is crucial to our economy. Please join me in welcoming to the podium to receive his award, Raman Randawa of Capstone Mining Corporation. Those were two great speeches to start, so I was madly rewriting a speech back there. <laughs> uh, first off, I'd like to thank Business in Vancouver and the sponsors tonight for the honour and very humbled by the award and the proud to join the CFO Club uh, of BC. And I'd also like to congratulate all the other fellow CFO and CFO winners tonight. When you get an award like this, you reflect back on your career and there's so many people to thank when you think about it. Everyone you work with, talk to, touch, uh, molds your career in terms of little pieces you pick up. First off, I'd like to thank my family, my wife, Monica, and my sons, Armand and Brayden. Monica is my rock and supports me uh, to give me the flexibility to work the hours we have to work. And my favorite accounting question from Monica is, how many quarters are there in a quarter end? Uh, sorry, how many quarter ends are there in a year? <laughs> it's a good accounting question because it seems like we're always working on a quarter end. Whenever I'm stuck in a decision at work, I can always confide in Monica, and she helps me make the decision, so she's my co-CFO. My kids provide the joy and happiness in life that makes everything worth it when you work these long hours, watching them grow up and learn from yourself. I'd also like to thank my mom, who's also in the room, for her support growing up and ensuring I pursued university and further learning uh, to pursue my goals. And I'd also like to thank my father-in-law and my mother-in-law for their continuous support whenever required to juggle our busy schedules. When I reflect on this achievement, it's been an interesting journey. As I mentioned, I started off my career, as many of you, either SFU or UBC. Mine was SFU. And I was in the co-op program saying, well, what do I want to do? I, like, I guess I'm good at math, so I should stick to this finance area. But I wasn't really sure if I wanted to be a CPA or CFA at that time. 
And then I looked, and like you said, there's many mentors in your life, and you meet all these CPAs, and you said, wow, that, that really seems like a skill set that's useful. So at that time, I decided to pursue the CPA and join Ernst & Young. And I would look at careers as, in terms of, you got to be at the right place at the right time sometimes, and doors get open up, and you take them. Ernst & Young, they had a big mining practice, and I got introduced to the mining industry, Plaster Dome, at that time. That was kind of my four-way into the mining industry. And then when you look at it, um, I, I got, I say, right place at the right time. I ended up joining Wheaton River back in 2005. That ended up merging with Goldcorp and went on to be one of the largest BC companies. So I've been fortunate to work for two great BC companies over my career uh, in the private practice. Along your journey, you pick up some wise words like I mentioned. Three things I remember from my other um, mentors. One was my CFO, when I'd walk into his office, said, what value have you added today? And it was an interesting question because it always challenged me to think about what value have I added today at work and continuously challenge yourself. The other one was round out your skill set in your toolbox. So i.e., don't just get stuck in the controller role or the finance or treasury. Keep moving around. And every two years, I bumped around and made sure I can get all the skills you required to become ready for that CFO role. And the last thing I got a little sticker on my work is show up as a leader every day. In 2018, I joined Capstone, and that was my first CFO job. Um, it was a challenging decision to leave a major uh, company in town for a smaller company in town. But the opportunity, I can tell you, to work for a small company just like True Earth and go on that rocket ship, the exponential learning you get from that experience of a small company going to a large company is tenfold compared to working in a large cap company for 10 years. So, you know, I, I loved your speech, and I can tell you, for anyone that has the opportunity, take that plunge, do something you like, and be passionate about it, and, and be at the right place at the right time, like I said. This award uh, is a reflection of our management team at Capstone and my finance team as well. Everyone has dug in, worked hard. We're a mining company, so when you think about it, we don't control our revenue line. So copper, when COVID hit, it went crashing down like 225. Our break-even price is much higher than that, so... My wife was asking me, can't sleep at night. I was like, no, I'm not making much money. I got bank covenants. Um, but, you know, you can only control what you can do uh, in terms of the balance sheet. And we, I'm proud of our company that we kept 24-7. So we have people that work. We have 2,000 people working around the clock. When we sleep, they work. Um, and we kept our lights on at all our operations through COVID-19 um, and continued and then succeeded. Now Copper has rebounded. Um, and it's been a, a great success to think outside of the box how we can grow the company 20% and also monetize some Silverstream for $150 million, which made us debt-free, as you mentioned. Mining is a cyclical business, and I'm very proud of the fact that I'm in copper now. And I like following up True Earth because copper, I truly believe, after all this wet weather we've had, climate change is real, and copper is a green metal. Uh, copper is going to underlie the decarbonization, electrification of the world, so I'm proud to work for a copper company that will help in a climate change movement. In closing, I'd like to thank everyone that's been a part of my journey along the way for all the support and guidance, and thank everyone. Thanks very much, Raman. I just loved hearing about your journey. The other winner in the large public company category is Barb Harwood of Thunderbird Entertainment. Barb has earned an industry-wide reputation for her commitment to integrity, accountability, and financial leadership. 
She was critical to positioning the company for a reverse takeover when the company went public in 2018 by scaling infrastructure, expanding the finance team, and developing viable models to address all financial requirements. She has since been integral in the acquisition strategies of Thunderbird, including Great Pacific Media and Atomic Cartoons, the company's two main drivers of factual and animation content. She has also been critical with the expansion of its production operations here and abroad. Against this background and with Barb's financial leadership, Thunderbird has taken its rightful place as a major player in our creative landscape. Please welcome to the podium to accept her award, Barb Harwood of Thunderbird Entertainment. I made it up here with heels after not wearing them for 18 months, so all is good. <laughs> I'm so honored to be the recipient of this award, along such talented individuals who are in this room and those that have been honored in previous years. My journey to this stage has been an unconventional one. Though my dad was in finance, I wasn't interested in pursuing a similar career, choosing instead more creative pursuits theater over typing, film over finance. I dreamt of producing films and television, of my name and credits, and of Oscar acceptance speeches. As I studied for a film degree at UBC, and later once I became an on-set camera assistant, I always wanted to be around creative talent and to be at the heart of the action, close to the director, actors, and camera. It was a very exciting, changing environment I wasn't sure where I, would be, where I would be every day, what I would be doing, and had to keep on my toes and solve problems in a moment's notice. Little did I know that this experience was to come in handy later in my career. Eventually, watching and observing those decision makers up close led me to realize that I wanted to be one of those decision makers. In my early 30s, I left onset life to go back to school to obtain my CPA. Kudos to my dad, who didn't give me the eye roll, when I was thrilled to finally understand amortization and fair market value. <laughs> Little did either of us imagine I would eventually become CFO of a publicly traded company. During my 16 years at Thunderbird Entertainment, I've been extremely fortunate to be at the heart of the action, touching all aspects of the business, from producing to private placement to acquisitions and to finally going public. As the second employee of the company, I've been able to watch Thunbird grow to 1,400 personnel and to expand to four different locations. All I ever hoped for in my career was to work with smart, creative, and passionate individuals, ones who care about what they do and try their best every day. A few of those people have joined me here today, and I'd like to thank Brooke, Jenna, Leanne, Sarah, Jen, my CEO who couldn't be here, and the rest of my team for supporting me throughout my journey. And finally, since this is my Oscar moment, <laughs> I'd, li I'd like to thank my family, my dad, who passed away two years ago, who would be so proud of me, my mom, and finally, most importantly, my son, Ryan. Thank you. Yeah, you get to keep that. It's, uh, it's a thing. 
Um, well, thanks a lot. Thanks to Laurie, of course, for always being with us at our events like Will. Very, very great supporters. Um, and of course, congratulations to Barb and Raman. I was very impressed with uh, that uh, financial turnaround um, because, as you know, um, there's only only about a one third of all journalists know how to work with numbers, and uh, the other half of us not so much. Um, the, um, our next um, couple of awards are going to honor a CFO uh, for a small private company and a transformation agent. Um, for the uh, first presentation, I want to welcome to the podium a former recipient of the CFO of the Year, Amy Lamb of the CPABC. Thank you, Kirk, and I totally can relate about wearing heels to, uh, to a stage. Um, so it is my pleasure to provide some remarks for Clarence Lee. Clarence Lee has been integral in the growth of Aptivation, a global digital consultancy founded in 2007 that partners with some of the world's leading brands to create engaging, innovative digital experiences. Two equity financing deals that he led in 2019 and 2020 accelerated growth of the company and increased revenue by 50%, very impressive, in two years. From a three-person startup, it now has offices in Canada, US, UK, Belgium, Netherlands, Brazil, and Hong Kong. The consultancy has created and built digital solutions for clients, including several global pharmaceutical brands. Please join me in welcoming Clarence Lee to the podium to accept his award as CFO of the Year in the small company category. I did not print out the paper, so I have my phone with me. So thank you, Amy, for the nice introduction. First of all, thank you, Business in Vancouver, for giving me this award. I'm honored to be here today and grateful to be in the recipient of the CFO of the Year Award. It is flattering to be amongst the rank of the other great executives also being awarded here today, so I'd like to say a congratulations to everyone receiving an award today. So congrats, everyone. I've, let, I've been you know, uh, holding this CFO position at Amnofation for a little bit more than five years. Uh, we are a global digital consultancy, like what Amy described. Uh, while I've been awarded in the small company category, it's been an amazing experience to be a part of the growth of this company. I am fortunate to have a fascinating team in Amnovation. I am impressed with our people's creativity and their dedication and commitment to grow and improve every single day. I am extremely motivated by these energetic and talented individuals and colleagues. People is the most important asset of our company, and I highly value my relationship with my colleagues. Not only that, we worked well together as a team, but we also have developed great friendship outside of work. What I love about the workplace that I work in, in terms of its diversity in people, 
our colleagues come from many different countries around the world with different cultures and backgrounds. In the past year, we have successfully engaged multiple females in the C-suite and executive level as well as at the board of director level. And two of them have joined us today, Amy and Penny, over there. Welcome aboard, and uh, we'd love to have you, you know, uh, joining us. Diversity is a key value for amnofation, and it helps us to have a better team chemistry and dynamics, especially when we work with our global international clients. We see that this is becoming more crucial in the increasingly globalized operating environment in the technology sector. I worked in three different countries in my career, and I fully appreciate the importance and benefits of diversity. Personally speaking, being able to work in different countries with different cultures helped me to broaden my perspectives in both life and work. This experience gave me the opportunity to see things in many different angles, and it helps me to make better decisions. And it's because of these amazing people, Amnofation has grown from a home office with three people 14 years ago to a global organization with 17 locations, 460 employees, and still headquartered in this beautiful city of Vancouver. My time in this company has been an exciting growth journey. We have more than tripled our revenue, completed an M&A transaction to expand our operations in Europe, and we have done four rounds of financing to support the strategic growth of this company. During the pandemic, we worked with the British Columbia Ministry of Health to help lessen the risk of COVID cross-contamination between healthcare facilities across the province. The project developed processes and a digital system to collect, analyze, and report on personal data, allowing health authorities to make decisions about provincial healthcare resourcing and implement a single-site staffing initiative. Our team feels very proud that we can help our province in battling this COVID situation. As finance executives, our business environments are constantly changing and evolving, even more so in the past year and a half. Part of the challenge and fun too of our profession is adapting to this continuously evolving demands, both personally and professionally. CFO plays a significant role in developing visions and strategies of companies in the current business environment, building scalable structure, enabling cross-departmental collaboration. I'm lucky to be in this road. Thank you everyone at Amnovation. Thank you for your trust and your impact on me. In particular, I want to thank a few people. Arnold Liang, Amnovation's founder and CEO. It's amazing to work with such a visionary person. My finance and legal team, some of them, are, or two of them are here with me today, Tyler and Amy. Um, thank you for always willing to go for the extra mile. The entire team is outstanding. The award is a team effort of the entire team's hard work. And thank you to my family for their support. My son, my wife, my parents, and, uh, and my brother, and, uh, and my sister-in-law. I cannot do this without them. And lastly, thank you again to the business of Vancouver and the judges. And uh, thank you, everybody. Gotcha. And I forgot about the most important thing. What is it? People want to leave these behind or something. <laughs> Just kind of change the nameplate next year. We'll save ourselves a little money. Um, but no, congratulations, Clarence, and thanks for mentioning uh, the app, of course, for the single site. 
situation here in the province, which uh, I think was a major factor in turning the corner around uh, the public safety concerns that people had, particularly in long-term care homes. So uh, congratulations on that. Um, one of our sponsors today is PwC, and PwC, of course, provides professional and advisory services such as auditing, accounting, taxation, strategy management, human resource consulting services. And I want to welcome to the podium Melanie Campbell. She's a tax partner at PwC to make our next presentation. Melanie? Thanks so much, Kirk. I'm really excited to be here on behalf of PwC to present this award. Tom Webster has been the CFO of First West Credit Union for more than a decade. He has financially guided nearly an eightfold growth and has been instrumental in First West becoming one of the biggest and largest, one of the BC's largest businesses and fifth largest credit union in Canada, with more than 12 billion assets and 15 and 15.5 billion assets under management. In addition, he has been able to grow capital through retained earnings to just under 1 billion. He is honored this year as the transformation agent for his leadership for integral operation banking and finance processes, along with three separate entities to a standardization and the phased harmonization of three banking systems. This was an accomplishment in circumstances of the pandemic, which is no small feat. Please join me and welcome to the podium to accept this award for this year's transformation agent, Tom Webster. Let me start off, as several others have, by congratulating all the recipients. Uh, truly an honor to be here tonight. And also, I'd like to thank Business in Vancouver and Kirk. Uh, it, it's wonderful to be recognized and uh, to enjoy the, the company of everyone. I'd also like to thank all of those who wrote my application. I think your uh, generosity in crediting me with everything is, um, is, is gratefully appreciated. I'll just take, I'll take the win. <clears throat> Yesterday when I was thinking of what I should say, my wife asked me uh, exactly what is a transformation agent. You know, we've got the CEOs and we've got some CFOs and, and you're kind of sitting there in the middle. I, I thought it was pretty apparent and very clear what the transformation agent uh, was, but uh, it's sort of a superhero thing in my mind. She, she, she didn't really think that that was true, and so she said, you might want to explain some of that. So if I could, uh, I'll indulge and just speak a little bit about First West. First West was created in 2010 uh, as a result of a merger between Envision Credit Union and Valley First Credit Union. So Envision stretches from Tawasson through to Hope, and then Valley First uh, starts in uh, Princeton and continues through the Lower Mainland. What we did though is rather than merging everything into a single name such as First West, we respected the regional brands and continued with them. 2015, Island Savings joined us and we now had three regional brands where the decision making is local. 
that's really played out effectively as we work through COVID because we had credit people reaching out and talking with all our members to ensure that they were uh, taken care of and could uh, not have the financial pressures during the time of COVID. As I mentioned, uh, Envision stretches from Twaston through to Hope. And so, of course, you can imagine the uh, floods that are taking place right now. And our president lives in Abbotsford. So we're able to very um, uh, sincerely take care of our members and uh, put donations back into the community. And that's our model. It's a regional model uh, with community and in our focus. That's the good news. What we found is in 2015, when Island Savings joined us, the complexity of our model became very uh, uh, challenging. So as a small example, we had 300 different systems, IT systems. Today, we have 100. We were able to compress it into 100. We had three banking systems, as was noted. Today, we have one. We have a, a, a harmonized banking shelf of products. And that then leads to a data set that's uh, manageable within the uh, um, strategy that we operate. We uh, are able to invest in our staff. We have uh, continued to invest in staff. And with the regional model, it gives them opportunities to grow in different ways. So there's a lot of uh, accomplishments. And really, it's not for me to take the credit. We have 1,200 change agents, transformation agents, and I really do want to recognize each and every one of them. We have at the table here the First West Leadership Team, which it's my privilege to serve with. And at the table also is my biggest supporter, my wife, Joni. So thank you very much. Thank you for this award. Thanks so much, Melanie, and congratulations, of course, Tom. We're doing well for time here, I think. Um, so uh, it's time for a joke. It's time for, um, um, and I know you don't get to hear CFO jokes very often. Uh, in fact, I doubt you've heard one. Um, but we've got CEOs here, so that's even better because it involves a CEO as well. So the CEO invites the executive team out to the mansion. Of course, CEOs all have mansions. Uh, they invite them out to the mansion and uh, the whole troop out there, and they're going past the swimming pool, and in the swimming pool are all these alligators, and they can't figure out, like, what's the deal with the alligators? And they go past, go past the pool, get into the, to the mansion, into the party, and the CEO says, listen, you know, you're all here today. Um, you know, you're not here for just a party. I'm, I'm going to leave, I'm, but I'm looking for a successor, and, uh, and my successor is going to be one of you. Um, but you know that our company, our, our culture, is one of courage. And so the person who dives into that pool and goes all the way across swims is going to be the person who's going to get my, my job, my mansion, my fortune. I don't want to leave anything behind. And um, so who's in? And they all look at him like, well, you know, the CEO's having another one of his days. So uh, um, now, so they, they move on. All of a sudden, though, there's this... There's a splash in the pool, and it's the, it's the company's CFO. And the CFO's like, just like moving like an Olympian across the pool, and like getting across the other side, you know, gets out to this, out just as the, you know, the alligator's about to take the leg off. And the CEO goes, that, that's incredible. That's such an act of courage. I can't, I, I'm just astonished at how, oh, but you know, look, uh, 
it's all yours. It's all yours. Like you, it, the, the job, the, the mansion, the, the fortune, anything you want. Ask, ask anything you want. And the CFO goes, I just want to know who pushed me in the pool. <laughs> all right, that's, that's your one CFO joke you'll ever know, okay? I know it's the one because I try to tell a different one every year, and I cannot find another one. Every year I'm at this thing. All right, so we're back. Uh, Will Westering is going to come back, and he's going to introduce our next two recipients. Will? Uh, thanks again very much, Kirk. Um, for nearly four decades, Sue Page has inspired thousands of British Columbians and Canadians through her leadership and vision in law, business, and healthcare. As CEO of the Digital Technology Supercluster, she has motivated the organization through her vision to position Canada as a global leader in digital technology through Canadian-made digital solutions. The Digital Supercluster has met or exceeded nearly all of its five-year goals in three years, creating a portfolio valued at more than $300 million across 82 projects. These projects are delivering best-in-class virtual care, mitigating climate change impacts, protecting our precious natural resources, and more. Canadian industry's confidence in the supercluster model and momentum is clear. Industry partners have grown from 31 in 2018 to over 950 today, with representation from every Canadian province. This is in no small way due to Sue's exceptional leadership in building teams and fostering excellence in them. Having previously worked alongside Sue when she was managing partner at Russell and Dumoulin, now Faskins, I can personally attest to her leadership excellence. Please join me in welcoming our recipient in the publicly accountable category, the CEO of Digital Technology Supercluster, Sue Pache. Sue? you will. That was uh, generous and partially accurate. Uh, it's a real honor to be here. Uh, I think if anybody told me in years gone by that I'd be at a stage like this in the presence of folks like you, the recipients, and, and many of the, the guests here, I wouldn't have believed it. Um, it, really is, it really is an honor. Uh, you know, the last 20 months have told us a lot, taught us a lot of things. Uh, we've, we've all become armchair epidemiologists, me and all of you, we can spout it all out. Uh, we've witnessed the horror and the, and the trauma of geopolitical conflict. And at the same time, and some of you have referenced this, we've appreciated the importance of knowing what's going on in our community, in our province, in our city, in the Lower Mainland. And over the last 20 months, there's been one place where we've been able to tune in and be advised and be informed and be challenged about what's going on right here, and that's the business in Vancouver. I know you don't know that I'm saying this, and I know you, I'm going to say CBC. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say lots of things to you, and they're not always good, so I figure I might as well say something good right now. Uh, and 
And, you know, I, it must have been unspeakably hard for a small publication like Business of Vancouver to keep the lights on and to keep these things front and center for us. So big shout out to you, Kirk, to Business of Vancouver and the team for doing this, that because um, if we take care of our community, if we take care of the Lower Mainland, we can build hospitals like you're building and, and we can do the kinds of things that Ryan's doing um, across the community. So thank you for that. Uh, very much appreciated. Uh, uh, I've been lucky my entire life. I've had a chance to work with and be inspired by amazing people. And uh, it started with my parents. Uh, we're, I'm first generation Canadian. My sisters uh, and brother and I, uh, prodigy of uh, two English school teachers who thought that it would be a good idea to move to Saskatchewan. Uh, and shortly thereafter realized British Columbia might be a bit more hospitable. Uh, and until their last breaths, they instilled in us a commitment to appreciate how lucky we are to live in this place, how lucky we are to live in the province, how lucky we are to live in the Lower Mainland. And uh, as teenagers, we actually felt quite ripped off because our friends uh, were vacationing with grandparents in at Southern Vancouver Island or in the Okanagan, and my parents were traipsing us into Kitwanga or Williams Lake or Risky Creek or Canal Flats or Sprout Lake, instilling in us how very fortunate that we are uh, to live here. And that's something that I've tried to carry with me uh, throughout my entire career, uh, including uh, the early 80s when I landed on the doorstep of, of Faskin, formerly Russell and Dumoulin, and had the privilege to work with incredible people like Bill Berardino and, and uh, Mike Goldie and Alan McEachern, uh, Jeff Cowper, Will Westring, uh, Andrew Nathanson, who I didn't recognize because I thought you were 18 years old when I left the firm, but anyhow, apparently you grew up. Uh, and, and to really be inspired there and to watch Russell and Dumoulin go from being a regional leader to a national powerhouse. So congratulations to you, Will, and to everyone there. And, and thank you for the guidance that you guys have given me uh, through the 25 years I was there. Uh, and then on to PharmaSafe. Uh, PharmaSafe, Canada's largest platform of independent uh, pharmacies, head office in Langley. Like, who knew? Uh, and, and a real privilege to work with that organization. And then on to Life Labs, where I tried to make a little tiny dent in the giant footprint of Dr. Don Ricks, uh, who many of you will know as the, the founder of what is now Life Labs uh, across the country. Uh, and then the supercluster. Now, I'm guessing some of you who know me, uh, when you heard small organization in a government program in technology, my, my name wouldn't have come to mind. It probably wouldn't even been on the long list, let alone the short list. So why am I there? I'm there because the public policy that has created this organization is some of the most impressive, ambitious, and important public policy in this country in a generation. It's as important as human rights legislation was in the 1970s. And I used to say, because if it's right, but I've changed that, now I say, now that I know it's right, it is gonna change the way this country deploys, develops, and scales technology. It is going to improve and accelerate the rate at which this country innovates and put us on the global stage so that we're better than 13 out of 16 in the OECD country. And we're do OECD uh, report card. We're gonna do this out of British Columbia with a small and mighty group of 20 people, and I'll acknowledge some of them in a minute. 
Uh, and um, here's just a little sample of some of the things we've done in the last three years. Uh, about 60% um, of all food produced in Canada is wasted. It goes in the garbage. 86% of that doesn't even make it to a household. It costs $49 billion a year to throw that food away. We, th we thought in the supercluster there might be something we could do about that with digital solutions. So we always start with the problem. We're, we don't sell people's technology. We start with the problem. So that's a big problem. In the pandemic, it was going through the roof. So we found a little company, Food Mesh, in Vancouver, and put them together. In the supercluster, you have to you have to play together. You don't do it on your own. You all have to sit around the table together. I know you're laughing because St. Paul's is in a lot of the projects, so you know the joy, and sometimes less joy, of working together, sharing your ideas. Food Mesh has now saved 16 million meals in the last year that have gone to food insecure people, to people who are homeless in shelters and who are impoverished. Or you look at Ideon, a little uh, company in Richmond, uh, who last week announced uh, a project where working with a rather small company, BHP Billiton, the largest miner in the world, has developed technology to x-ray one kilometer into the earth. One kilometer to discover the quantity and the quality of rare earth minerals and uh, and uh, uh, mining products um, so that when we go after those, and we have to get 500% more in the next 10 years than we've had in the last 30 just to fuel the demand, we are doing so with a smaller environmental footprint. Um, that's cool. And the last one, we've got 80 projects, so I could stay here for quite a while, tell you the stories, but I won't. Um, the last one I'll talk to you about is um, the autism sharing platform. Um, made in Canada now, we have a platform where any child in Canada who lives on the autism spectrum can have their genome loaded onto this platform with parental consent. And if research or therapies or um, treatments that impact that child's unique genomic characteristics are developed anywhere in the world, they're notified immediately. That didn't happen last year. So those are cool things. And while we're doing it, we're seeing Canadian companies that are associated with the supercluster attract tens of millions of dollars of venture capital funding. Why? Because when you're associated with an organization like this, you have a little bit of the good housekeeping seal of approval. So um, I'm honored uh, and delighted every day to work with a group of crazy, ambitious, very young people. We've got Annika and Jen here, whose combined age is much less than mine. Uh, and um, really cool innovators like Bill Tam, Sean Survey, and Suzanne Gill. I can't do any of this, though, without my family. And um, I've got my daughter, Nadia, here over in the corner. Um, our other two daughters, uh, Kyla and uh, Diana, uh, both have little ones. I think you're really brave. Um, your son is much more well-behaved than our granddaughters. Uh, and so they're taking care of their kids. But uh, my long-suffering husband here uh, is with me, Brad. Uh, after um, 40 years, you're getting the hang of it. Um, I think it's going to work out. And, uh, and so thank you very, very much. I'm really honored. It's a, a real delight and a pleasure to be with all of you. Thank you. You did all notice. No notes, right? I don't know how she does it, but it's pretty impressive. Uh, Ryan Beattie. 
Ryan oversees one of the most successful industrial and residential development companies in Canada. After finding success first in Metro Vancouver, he led BD's expansion into the Alberta market in 2007 with several successful developments in Calgary, Airdrie and Edmonton. In 2019, BD continued its growth across Canada with the purchase and planned development of 60 plus acres of land. And since inception, BD Living has brought more than 2,500 new homes to market with an additional 5,000 plus planned. Ryan also founded BD Capital, which has directly invested more than $400 million across Canada and the US, including investments in more than 25 BC-based businesses across a range of industries. He's donated or committed to donate close to $100 million in the last decade alone. Perhaps Brian's biggest influence to date, however, is the creation of BD Luminaries. Established in 2018 in celebration of his 50th birthday, so I guess you can decide how old he is today. It shouldn't be that hard. He committed $50 million to the unique program to offer financial scholarships, one-to-one -one mentorship, and summer interim op internship opportunities to support students throughout their pursuit of higher education. Please join me in welcoming to the podium the recipient of the large company category, Ryan Beatty, the CEO of Beatty. Ryan. but uh, we'll do the best we can. A uh, huge thank you to BIV for this uh, prestigious honor and uh, pleasant surprise, and congratulations to the other uh, recipients. I'm uh, really touched to be here and excited. I'd like to start um, by, uh, well, there's of course many people I need to thank for uh, standing on this stage, but the most obvious one and the first one that comes to mind is my father, Keith who was um, the definition of an entrepreneur. He built his first building at the age of 19 in 1946. Um, and he went on to incorporate BD Construction in 1954 uh, in Burnaby, where we are uh, today. He was uh, relentless, driven, focused, uh, borderline obsessive. Um, his priority, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's um, the truth is the company was the most important thing in his life. He loved his wife, he loved the kids, but the business was, was number one at Damon, and he would have uh, said that to you. I was really fortunate growing up having a front row seat. Um, you know, my friends on Sundays would go to the zoo with their family, or I'd go to job sites and look at projects with my dad. So, um, but it was great, especially at a young age like that, it really, you know, leaves and left uh, such a mark. Um, and, you know, as I got older, he would bounce ideas, I mean, get, get my opinion on things and like, who, who are you? like well beyond what I could ever have contributed back to him. But I think he was planting seeds in my, in my brain, knowing one day or hoping one day that I would take over uh, his, his company. He instilled um, sig like the values that he instilled in me and in our business are uh, alive and well today. And he would always tell me, be true to your word if you're you know, if you say you're going to do something, you do it, you follow through. And we think, um, for the most part, we do as a company. We're always trying to um, 
you know, uh, can get to that that level. Uh, reputation is everything. Every decision we make is based on reputation and what's good for the long term, not just the, you know, good for us in the short term, make a bit more money. What's the right thing uh, to do? And um, I've, I've been thinking about it more. He passed away four years ago, and I, I find I'm thinking about him more and more uh, lately, and I miss him. Um, I joined the company 30 years ago, and it, right out of the gate, he gave me a lot of authority, a lot of responsibility, which surprised me because you know he started the business from nothing, and it was so important to him. But he empowered me, and I think, and you know, we can always room for improvement. I think with our leadership uh, group, I try to empower uh, them. I know my dad would be thrilled with what our team has accomplished, and I know he'd be really touched with the recognition that we're receiving uh, tonight. I'd like to thank my wife, Cindy, for so many things. We've been married almost 30 years. Um, thank you for like listening to me. I know I talk shop all the time, and, and whatever, you know, we change the subject to something you want to talk about, and somehow it ends up being back, and I appreciate your patience and understanding, and especially in the early years, the lack of vacation or the lack of me committing to vacations. I know that was hard and constant stacks of work, but you're an amazing sounding board, uh, trusted confidant and advisor, and I wouldn't be standing here if it wasn't for you. I love you very much. Um, Todd Ewan and Rob Fiorvento are here. Todd leads our industrial team. Rob leads the residential team and I feel so lucky every day I get to go to work with my best friends and some people think, how do you work with your best friends how does that but we've been doing it for years and it just gets better and stronger and I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the two of you so thank you very much I'm so grateful to our employees many of whom measure their time in our company in decades and not just years and our team you know, they're so committed to the values of our business they inspire me every day. I come to work, especially all these younger people are on the phone with me. They're just, they're all jazzed up. They get fired up and it gets me fired up. And there's just a tremendous energy in our company. When we make a promise to one of our customers that we're going to deliver, it's kind of easy because we have amazing people who always day in and day out deliver for the company. So they make our lives uh, a lot easier and I'm very grateful for them. I'd like to acknowledge uh, briefly the role that YPO has made um, or has had in my life, Young President's Organization. I joined 20 years ago. I was with the same YPO Forum group for that uh, that time. And I learned so much from them. And I developed um, so so significantly, I think, as a, as a leader from the time I spent with them. And my dear friend, Stephen Dean, who put my name forward 20 years ago for YPO, I wouldn't, um, it, it's not an overstatement, it's a, um, is a game changer in my life and YPO, so I'm very thankful. Um, I'd like to also give a shout out to RBC. It's been our bank for 67 years. They've been through everything with us, always by our side. And we have a very special and unique relationship and I um, don't let a day or a week go by without people knowing how good the bank has been to us. Um, I love this province. I'm very grateful for the opportunities that it's provided for us. And philanthropy is so crucial to our uh, our family, to our company. It's becoming more and more so over time. We know that much of our success is due to good fortune, and we think it's the right thing to do to give back. It's the responsible thing to do. I want to thank uh, Joe Siegel and Peter Brown for being huge inspirations in our philanthropic journey. We're really proud of what we've done so far, but I really feel we're just getting started. There's a lot of good that we're going to do in the years to come. It's a very exciting time for us at BD. 
We're experiencing unprecedented growth. And lately, I found myself a bit awestruck with it all, what's happening. I'm very pumped. I'm very um, motivated for the future. But you know, there's significant change, and we're really excited. It's a wonderful time. I'm really grateful to get to go to work every day doing something that we love and spending time with the people that I love. So thank you for this award. It means a lot to me. And uh, congratulations to everyone. Thank you. Okay, well, thanks so much, Will, and congratulations, Ryan and uh, Sue. Thanks so much, Sue, for those very kind words. Um, uh, after one of our uh, team uh, locks the doors from the outside, the other members of the sales team will be very hard, uh, happy to discuss this further with you. Um, in terms of, um, for our next presentation, though, let's uh, welcome back to the podium Amy Lamb of the CPA BC. Thank you, Kirk. Catherine Chu joined Global Relay in 2014 and rose through the ranks to become its lead financial professional in 2016. Because of her dedicated focus on building a solid finance foundation, Global Relay has successfully remained a private company despite numerous offers by other organizations to acquire it. With a keen understanding of and input into Global Relay's strategy, Catherine helped the business open a new office in London and hired 250 people globally in 2020, with another 200 expected to join by the end of this year. As CFO, she has made significant contributions to Global Relay's strategic decision-making and growth, including managing the company's credit syndication without surrendering any equity. She negotiated the agreement with four banks so Global Relay could purchase its current headquarters in Vancouver, home to more than 600 employees, as the largest operation in Gastown, and refinance existing debt. Please join me in welcoming to the podium the recipient in the category of large private company CFO, Catherine Chu. Thank you, Business in Vancouver, for the honor and for hosting this great event. And congratulations to my fellow winners and nominees. I just want to preface that this is probably my first time public speaking in over two years, and most of my conversations take place with my eight-month-old. Uh, so please forgive me if I seem a little bit rusty. It's an absolute honor to be recognized alongside some of the best and brightest in BC. Um, and I first off want to thank Ed Zacharach and Tony Martin of KPMG for nominating me. Wasn't sure that you should put all your eggs in a basket of a 33-year-old pregnant woman, but you did it. Thank you. <laughs> um, you've been a staunch supporter of Global Relay over the years, and your candor, diligence, and expertise has helped me do my job, do my job confidently day in and day out. I'm so honored to be here, and it's not just for my own personal success, but for Global Relay. It is 100% a team effort. You know, I've had success at Global Relay being able to roll up my sleeves, you know, help create process, develop KPIs and reporting. 
um, being an overall diligent CPA. Um, but it wouldn't have been possible without you know, the working collaboratively with our business leaders to you know, understand our issues, ask for advice and be receptive to that um, you know, while we grow our teams and expand into new jurisdictions. However, I'm really happy that I've been able to work at a company that has allowed me to be my true authentic self every single day at work. And I'm proud of being able to work for a company that allowed me to have that much input at my young age. I hope I can use the word young still. Um, working closely alongside Warren, Shannon, and Kelvin and the rest of our dedicated team have made the last seven and a half years fly by. And the pandemic really made us take stock of what was truly important in life. It certainly didn't slow us down, um, but we worked really hard to keep our staff safe and healthy and make investments to continually grow the business, adding over 450 employees globally since March 2020. And we continue to take a bullish approach, and the excitement never stops. On a personal note, my husband and I always wanted to start a family, but being young and establishing ourselves in our careers, it was kind of the, the, the question of when was the right time. Um, well, we soon realized never was going to be the, great, the best time, but I gave birth to my son uh, the day after the nominations for this award closed. <laughs> now I stand before you as a working mom, hoping to be a role model for up-and-coming women in the workplace striving towards C-suite and executive positions. It can be done, but you need support all around you. Around me are some of the top leaders in the province, and it's up to us to be the change that we want to see in the community, as those with young families don't stop seeking ambition, nor should we sacrifice all the precious time with our young ones, but we really need help to achieve it. I'm so very fortunate to have found a company that supports women in the organization with our very own president, Shannon Rogers, who couldn't be with us today. Um, she's a legal guru negotiating against the biggest banks in the world, and she has been such a great example for what women in business can do. Not to be afraid of who you are, and if people are gonna underestimate you for your gender, or in my case, your race, let them and prove them wrong. She's been not just a colleague, but a mentor, and a true friend all these years, and I love working with her. And I thank her so much for her continuous support and friendship. To Kelvin, I have never met anyone more diplomatic, and I always love watching and learning from you every day as you set an example of how doing business transparently, honestly, and respectfully, and in a friendly manner, can get you to the same place that both parties want to be at with the least amount of headache. Uh, you're such a role model to me, and I'm so forever grateful that we've worked together and continue to work together. Thanks so much for your honesty and for being you all the time. Warren, thank you for keeping things interesting always. <laughs> your vision, energy, and drive, and how you care so deeply for those around you and their successes make you the true leader that you are and who I aspire to be. Working for a CEO who is growth and people driven and not purely cost driven has definitely made my job easier 90% of the time. <laughs> Thanks for trusting me with your company and it's been so fun working with you and I cannot wait to see all the crazy adventures we get into next. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to juggle the demands of being a CFO and achieve this without the bedrock of support that I have at home. Dad, you're always pushing me to do my best and strive for more. And I've always wanted to make you and mom proud. And I hope I can continue to do that. Trevor, you're my rock and my love. And you and James are everything to me. And they say that the most important decision in your life is picking your partner. And I've never been more certain about anything in my entire life than you. I know that our future of juggling the demands of work, the growing business, and our growing child it's gonna be difficult, but I know that we'll work together 
And through our partnership, James is always going to have someone there for him. And James, thank you for sleeping and not screaming during anyone's speeches. <laughs> Took a gamble bringing him, but I'm really glad I did. Um, he's the light of my life, and I hope I can set an example for you and future generations to come. And to you, Kevin and Crystal and Raj and the rest of my Global Relay family, I'm so forever grateful for what we've achieved, the support that we've given each other, and for what we've yet to achieve that's on the horizon. Thank you. Thank you, Catherine, for that lovely speech. Um, and Catherine and the other CFOs are already part of a podcast series that we recorded about a week or so ago, ran last week at BIV.com. We'll be uh, recording, actually, the CEOs tomorrow and Wednesday to be seen uh, Wednesday and Thursday at BIV.com. So uh, lots of fascinating insights from all of them. Um, now, our, uh, our last award is uh, going to be presented uh, for the uh, CEO Lifetime Achievement Award. And again, to present it, Please welcome back to the stage, Will Westering. Um, thanks again, Kirk. And he gave away that you'll all be happy that this is the last time I'm coming up here today, uh, but not before uh, announcing a Lifetime Achievement Award for Marcia uh, Nozick, uh, who founded Embers in 2001. Embers stands for the Eastside Movement for Business and Economic Renewal Society, an innovative charity that uses business to create social change. It's the first of its kind in the downtown east side. Ember started out by empowering <clears throat> low-income entrepreneurs to turn their talents into small businesses. Then in 2008, Marcia broke ground again, launching Ember Staffing Solutions, or ESS, Canada's only multi-award winning nonprofit society for a temporary labor company that connects people facing employment barriers with transitional jobs bridging them to full-time employment and helping them reintegrate into society. By 2020, ESS employed 2,300 people, paid $11.7 million in wages and benefits, and grossed $14.7 million, all the while providing skills training to 300-plus people. Embers operates as a social enterprise and is 100% independent of outside funds. As a social enterprise, it invests 100% of its profits back into the community, providing its workers with higher wages, medical benefits, social supports, free equipment rentals, and training. And all of this is due to Marsha's vision to provide greater hope and purpose to those in disadvantaged positions. She has been a remarkable beacon as a leader against all odds, and I'm privileged today to welcome to the podium this year's Lifetime Achievement Award winner, Marsha Nozick of Embers. Marsha. short. <laughs> Very short. <laughs> okay. Um, well, thank you so much. I, I, I actually feel 
kind of tearful. I, I'm, I'm, I've never got a Lifetime Achievement Award. That's uh, pretty incredible. I have lived a long life. Um, and so I'm so honored to receive this award today um, and to be in the presence of such inspiring leaders. I mean, I thought that what we did at Embers was amazing, but I've been sitting here listening to these stories, and I'm, I'm blown away. I'm blown away by you guys. A special thanks, of course, to Business in Vancouver and the awards team, of course, to our Embers network, our supporters, our friends, um, our workers especially. Uh, without them, I wouldn't be here today, and my leadership team is out there, over there. I won't name everybody. My husband's part of it, Doug. Thank you, Doug. <laughs> At Embers, uh, we work hard to use business for social good. You know, by harnessing the spirit of social entrepreneurship, we really are changing people's lives. You know, leading a social enterprise has been one of the most rewarding things that I've ever done. So let me tell you a little bit about how the story begins. Many years ago, I was a community organizer in the downtown east side. Um, we were meeting with community members to look at different kinds of economic opportunities in the neighborhood. And at one meeting, a resident, Brian, came up to me and he said, you know what we really need in this neighborhood is we need a day labor company. Me and my buddies, when we need to work, we go to these companies, these day labor companies, but you know, they, you know, they pay us really poorly, then they charge us extra for boots and hats and equipment, and then, and then they, they really don't care about us. Um, he said, if we had a nonprofit, you know, it could pay us more, it could treat us better, it could help us get ahead. And it was like the boom dropped, I, like bingo. It, it, it was such a brilliant idea. And um, I remember saying, Brian, write that down on a piece of paper. And he did. And that is what became Ember Staffing Solutions in 2008. Ember Staffing Solutions is a social enterprise that's inspired by the community, but which runs like a traditional business. With a, but with the dis distinction here is that it has both a, an economic and a social bottom line. In contrast to our competition, we invest 100% of our profits back into the community in programs to support our workers. You know, we offer higher wages, free access to equipment, certified skills training, transportation, health benefits, counseling, a lunch program, a matching savings program, and many, much more. So, you know, we're wanting to reduce the barriers to work. Now, many of you um, might be wondering, what does Embers Staffing do exactly? Well, we're, as I said, a temporary labor company. We provide short and long-term placements for companies in need of labor. And at the same time, we're helping individuals, many who face barriers to employment, to connect with jobs. So whether someone's graduating out of a recovery program, even coming out of prison, or if they're new to this country and they're just trying to rebuild their life or get a, a foothold, we're there to help people rebuild their lives through what I like to call the power of work. Since 2008, we've grown really tremendously. We now operate four branches across the Lower Mainland. And as mentioned in the uh, intro here in 2020, our social enterprise gross revenues of around 15 million, and we're growing. I want to acknowledge, of course, that this has been a very trying time for all of us, you know, in this room to live and work under the uh, constraints of the pandemic. 
And yet, as a business and as a charity, Ambers has survived and even thrived during this period, during these hard times. And, and sometimes people have asked, like, how have you managed this? Well, I think, you know, like so many other businesses, we didn't know what was going to happen to our customer base, which is primarily, was primarily made up of construction companies. And in some provinces, construction closed down completely at some point. So we, I, we really knew we had to diversify. We had to be agile. We had to react to a changing environment overnight. And so we found, we found new jobs in security, in sanitization, as you can imagine. We even um, created jobs in, with social distancing officers on, on job sites. But most significantly, we found new opportunities in the exploding warehouse and distribution sector. I mean, during the pandemic, with people being forced to stay at home, there was this exponential increase in online sales. Today, our biggest customer is PureLater who we discovered shares our social values, but who is also in need of an expanding workforce to handle this surge of packages that really threaten to overwhelm their warehouses right across Canada. PureLater hired over 800 workers from Embers during the Christmas season last year, and this year it looks like it's going to be the same. We're ramping up. I did. <laughs> um, as I mentioned, we're a social enterprise, with a double bottom line focused on profitability and community impact. What we do is harness the power of business to affect social change. And I believe that doing business for good is good business. For people we help, employment is more than just a job. It's a chance to rebuild a life, to build self-esteem, gives a sense of purpose and more than anything, for people, it creates a sense of hope for a future. Every day we meet people who are ready to change their lives for the better. People like Jordan, who was referred to Embers by a counselor at St. Paul's Hospital. Jordan struggled with acute anxiety after a tr very traumatic time in his life in which he lost all the members of his family. Uh, when he came to Embers, he could only work a few days at a time, which we were able to accommodate under our model. Um, and he's a gentle soul. People loved him, and gradually he built up the number of hours that he could work. Um, we provided him with certified training, and he was eventually hired on by a, a company, one of our customers. Um, today, four years later, Jordan is in charge of safety on a major construction site. He's reintegrated back into society, and he's the person who calls Embers, to order workers. You know, what goes around comes around. He said to me, you know, after all I've been through, Marcia, in the end, work has been my best therapy. And you know, that makes me cry. <laughs> That's the power of work. The people we help, like Jordan, are the reason I do what I do. They're my why. You know, whether you call it your purpose, your passion, I really encourage everyone to focus on what drives you and your business. You know, when the going gets tough, as it will and it does, passion and purpose is the source of strength that, you know, reminds you it's all worth it. And let me leave you with one more reminder. Doing business for good is good business. Thank you.
Marsha, thank you. Thank you for this Lifetime Achievement Award. It's been, <laughs> been trying to get one. Be careful, it's all right. Ah, didn't get it again. Um, anyway, thanks so much, Will, again, for uh, the introductions, and congratulations, Marsha. Great uh, speech to end on, right? A fabulous message for all of us to have. Um, it concludes our program today. Um, so happy that everybody could join us in person. It took the pandemic for us to realize that we actually like people. Uh, we, want, we want to keep them. Um, but, and I hope I'm doing a bit of time traveling here, but those of you watching online, which is in the future, um, hope that you've enjoyed it. And I hope that uh, those of you here in the present can stay, uh, enjoy some food, some beverage. I want to thank our sponsors again, Faskin, CPABC, and PWC. To our team at BIV, Albert Van Sanford in particular, uh, Chris Wilson, Laura Torrance, uh, Corinne, and uh, Blair, you're all here um, to, uh, to help put this on today. Uh, we've been doing it uh, a little bit off the sides of desks at times uh, during the pandemic, as a lot of you have, I'm sure, in your own businesses. And of course, thanks to the Terminal City Club for its excellent service. Um, I'm Kirk LaPointe. Thanks a lot for being with us, and we'll see you again next time.